Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com or you're subscribed on iTunes and leaving that review. Thank you very much. I appreciate each and every one of you. And on this week's show, I you know, it, it was only a few days ago that I put up... Uh, the last week's show, which was the uh, long-haired rednecks episode I did with my buddy Travis, but I, I'm recording this literally just a couple of days afterwards because I know that this coming week is going to be so crazy. I need to go ahead and get another one done, and I thought of something really fun to do, so I was like, hey, let's just do it. Go, go, go. So that's what I'm doing here, and it's going to be really fun for me especially. Um, no co-hosts uh, tonight. It's just old school Rock Strikes 10. I'm going to kick back here and listen to some good tunes for about an hour or so. But before I tell you what the theme is here on this episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit of story about me. I uh, first moved out with my family to the DFW area at about 1990. Yeah, right at the beginning of the 90s. And, uh, you know, it was cool. I was living right in the mid-cities between there. Still do. And I was about 11 years old when I moved out here, just turning 11. And I, you know, I, you know, made a few friends here and there, and they would start to tell me about this radio station that had just recently went off the air, and they were telling me how cool it is, and it was called Z Rock, and I was like, oh man, that sounds so cool, and it's, it sucks that I just moved out here and they're not even around anymore. And they're like, yeah, you know, at a time ago on, I'd, I'd always hear about Z-Rock. I remember seeing the shirts. Uh, some of the bands used to wear the T-shirts like you see in the photos, like a Metal Edge and Circus and all that stuff. So I was aware of the branding of Z-Rock, but I never got to hear it. Well, a couple of years go by, and, and the station comes back, uh, based out of Dallas. And I got to enjoy Z-Rock for another, uh, I guess, about three years before they went off the air again, but... It was a good time. It was like my peak of radio fandom. So whenever I think of Z-Rock, I think of good times, you know, just kind of whether it be just me walking to school with my headphones on, listening to Z-Rock in the morning, listening to it at night, doing homework, playing video games mostly, honestly, if I'm going to be totally serious here. is a lot of me playing Super Nintendo and listening to Z-Rock for hours and hours on end. Uh, they had, you know, fun DJs doing wacky stuff, comedy bits, and you know, great formatted shows like New Stuff for an Hour, Old Stuff for an Hour. Those are self-explanatory. Nightly Nuke. I could go on and on. Uh, they even had like a thrash show on Sunday. So it, they basically just, you know, stuck to hard rock, heavy metal. And they would play anybody from, you know, Guns N' Roses all the way to Slayer, Motorhead. You know, everything in between. Melodic stuff, progressive stuff, thrash comedy rock there was some of that in there it was it was all fun and games it was a good time and i miss that kind of radio you definitely don't get that on terrestrial radio anymore that's for damn sure and you know some of the djs of z-rock that i know have gone on uh, some of them are on sirius i know dangerous darren's on the hair nation last i checked uh you know people like that you know but uh you know it's kind of a lost era and you know yeah, I could come on here on the show and say this is a tribute to Z-Rock and play Guns N' Roses and, and Motley Crue and stuff like that. But to me, there's that wouldn't be doing the station justice because 
there's certain songs that I hear every now and then, whether they come on the shuffle on the iPod or I hear them on Hair Nation, on Sirius, places like that, and I immediately think of Z-Rock. So I'm playing you the songs tonight that when I hear them, I immediately think of listening to Z-Rock back when I was a kid. You've probably heard all these songs if you're like a hardcore, hard rock fanboy like I am. You know, these songs, they, they kind of fit a certain timeline, but, uh, you know, I'm going to play a little bit of everything. A lot of it's going to be basically melodic-based hard rock, Sunset Strip-type stuff. Going to have a few surprises in there as, uh, you know, I wouldn't be doing Z-Rock any justice if I didn't throw some surprises in there, so listen for them. I think you're going to have a good time, no matter what your age is out there, so come along with me on this hour-long tribute to Z-Rock. Starting off here... Great hard rock song from 1991 uh, by a, a pretty much a little-known band called Shotgun Messiah. I'll tell you a little bit more about them afterwards, but for now, turn it up. This is Shotgun Messiah off their 1991 album, Second Coming. This is Heartbreak Boulevard.
right, that was Shotgun Messiah with Heartbreak Boulevard. Like I said, from their 1991 sophomore album, Second Coming. Go check that out. I like those guys. I think they're pretty underrated. And uh, I remember, uh, I, I know I told a story on the last episode about Rocklahoma 2009. I remember running into a guy with a Shotgun Messiah shirt on. And I was like, hey, cool shirt, man. And it was literally just the Shotgun Messiah logo on a regular colored t-shirt. And I was like, oh, yeah, where'd you get that shirt? And he's like, I made it myself. I'm selling them out of the trunk of my car. You want one? And I was like, ah, no, that's all right. Because I thought to myself, as soon as he said that, he was like, I have that stencil that came in that CD. Uh, I'm, I could just use that if I want to make my own shotgun shirt. You know, I, I should get on that. But I do have the stencil, and I will make it. And uh, the other thing about uh, shotgun, uh, two of the prominent members of the band, Tim Scold and Harry Cody, uh, actually have some good wear of the nows on them. Tim Scold uh, started a band also called Scold afterwards, and he definitely had a major industrial rock influence. Even saw that, you know, getting into the band as early as the first album and as late as the last album. Second Coming's kind of their just hard rock album, but, uh, you know, afterwards, he wound up gigging with uh, KMFDM and became a permanent member of Marilyn Manson for a while. So Tim Scold has done pretty well for himself in that genre, so good for you, Tim. I really like that album, that it's just him and Marilyn, which was the uh, Eat Me, Drink Me album. They play all the instruments on that album, so go check that out if you haven't heard it. And as far as I know, I could be really wrong about this, but if the credits are right, I remember a guitar player listed as Harry Cody on the last few Tom Waits records, so... If that's the same Harry Cody from Shaka Messiah, that's pretty cool. That's uh, going from Shaka Messiah to Tom Waits. You're a friend of mine. That's awesome. So that's all I got. But go check that record out and all the other Shaka Messiah records. Really fun band from that era. And so the next band I'm going to play here, the second band, I always thought they were actually from Dallas because they played here so much and Z-Rock used to play them all the time. But it turns out they're from New Orleans, Louisiana, which is awesome as well because I'm from Louisiana originally. Uh, it's a band called Lillian Axe and speaking of that they are the first ever hard rock band to be inducted into the Louisiana Music Hall of Fame. How cool is that? So yeah gonna talk about Lillian Axe here for a second. Uh, cool band. I'm, I'm guilty of not having the complete discography but uh, they put out a really cool record uh, back around the Z-Rock era as I like to call it. Uh, about 1992, they put out an album called Poetic Justice. And I remember they used to play this song I'm going to play here, as well as uh, they did a really cool cover of Bad Fingers No Matter What. So I remember them being in heavy rotation on the Z-Rock. But here you go. Here's the uh, the big song off of Poetic Justice from 1992. Really cool song called True Believer. Here you go. <laughs>
All right, that was Lillian Axe with True Believer from their 1992 album called Poetic Justice. I recommend picking that up. Really cool, solid band. And I remember seeing them open up for Alice Cooper a few years ago in Dallas. So they're still out there doing it. So support the Lillian Axe. All right. Now this next song, it totally screams Z-Rock for me, but I guess it also personally falls kind of under the guilty pleasure category, so bear with me here. Uh, I'm going to play a band called Hardline. Uh, They actually were formed by a brother tandem, the Gioli brothers, Johnny and Joey. And I believe that's how you pronounce it, Gioli. It's it's spelled really weird. But uh, anyway, they formed this band Hardline, and uh, eventually uh, Neil Sean, guitarist of Journey, uh, I guess former guitarist at the time, but now current again, uh, joined the band. Originally, he produced this album, but then he liked the band so much he wound up joining them, which, of course, it's like if he wants to join your band, like, oh, yeah, totally, sure, come on, you know. I'm sure it didn't hurt their ticket sales in the long run at that time, but uh, they put out this album in 1992 called Double Eclipse, and, you know, the, the music scene at the time, I mean, this is six months after Nirvana really starts hitting, so they were kind of dead on arrival, dinosaurs on arrival, however you want to put it. But I remember this still getting radio play, even though Z-Rock started to kind of embrace that whole grunge thing. There was, I'm sure there was a lot of push and pull there going on in the staff. I'm sure some liked it and some didn't. Uh, but this is one of those songs that, you know, even broke into mainstream rock a little bit. So, it, you know, it's not like Nirvana just killed it overnight. But, you know, there was a, there were some things going on. And then eventually, you know, as a couple of years happened... You know, a band like this would have definitely not have a top 40 song like this one was on radio. But it's a fun song. It's a cool little reflection of the times here and uh, kind of the last gasp of melodic hard rock on the charts. So here you go. Here's an example of that. Uh, this, like I said, guilty pleasure, so sue me. But uh, here's Hardline with Hot Sherry.
All right, that was Hardline with Hot Sherry from their 1992 album called Double Eclipse, a Z-Rock classic to be sure. And going from the guilty pleasure to just the truly unapologetic, this song basically speaks for itself. I'm going to play a song by a band called Love Hate, uh, led by the incomparable Jizzy Pearl on lead vocals. And this actually, uh, I remember hearing this song like in heavy rotation. It was on like every hour probably because it's, it's such an over-the-top, like I said, unapologetic, ridiculous song. But it, 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 it also rocks, I got to say. Uh, <laughs> this, not everybody's going to like this song. But like I said, it, you, you got to admire just the sheer banality of it. Uh, it's a good time, though. And hey, a strip club anthem if I've ever heard one. So here you go. This is Love Hate with Spinning Wheel. heavy metal to the next and their lives. 
in his black leather hunting outfit with a shotgun guitar with spikes coming out of it, Ozzy Fudd, the Rabbit Slayer. In the dead of night, a shimmering white gleam of a blade, and the devil is paid. When the axe comes down, a chilling sound Steel against the head, another wabbit's dead I'm a wabbit swayer, a guitar player With a nasty habit, kill the wabbit! Tweeter, a wabbit feaster, and I predict a bloody Easter, a scurrying shadow, and the shadow moves the stab it, and the night air echoes. Kill the wabbit! Kill the wabbit! Kill the wabbit! Kill the wabbit! Any more rabbits around? No more Roger Rabbit, no more Peter Rabbit, no more Playboy Bunny Rabbits! Ah! <laughs> Be very, very careful. Alright, there you go. In case you weren't sure just how committed and serious I am to maintaining the integrity or lack thereof in the annals of Z-Rock history, no introduction to that song. Just had to play it because that's what they used to do to me back in the day. I was like, what is going on here? So to explain to you what you just heard, that was a song obviously called Kill the Wabbit, officially by a fella by the name of Ozzy Fudd, when in truth it's actually a comedian named Mark McCollum, who was actually a former Star Search winner, and I'm sure he won based on his ability to be a expert cartoon character impersonator. That is definitely an example of that. They used to play that on Z-Rock all the time. I loved it, and I remember like years later, after they went off the air, like, man, I would love to get a copy of Ozzy Fudd, Kill the Wabbit. Got really lucky years later. It actually, you can you can actually find this. It's on the 30th anniversary collection double disc set for Dr. Demento. I know you've probably seen these things out and about, but there you go. It's on Dr. Demento's 30th anniversary collection. If you like that song, if you had fun with it like I did, go get that collection. There's a lot of great comedy rock and comedy stuff on there. So there you go. Ozzy Fudd, Kill the Wabbit. Hope you enjoyed it. And in keeping with the comedy and fun aspect of what Z-Rock truly was, I remember listening to uh, the show I mentioned earlier, New Stuff for an Hour one night. I used to make a point to listen to it, that way I could hear the new premieres and know what's coming out and all that stuff. And one night I heard this song. Now, what's great is I feel like I was like day one on this because of Z-Rock. You're going to know this song quite possibly pretty much everybody knows this song especially if you were alive in the 90s 
and listening to music or watching MTV or just listening to the radio, you know this song. First time I heard it was on Z-Rock. It took like another few months, at least maybe like six months for everybody to really get down with these guys. Uh, the self-proclaimed worst band ever, Green Jello. Here you go. Why waste time? This is Three Little Pigs. Why don't you sit right back and I, I may tell you a tale, a tale of three little pigs and a big bad wolf. Blow your house in Hoppin' and hoppin' 
Green Jello, or now known Green Jelly. I will always call them Green Jello. I just never took to the name change. It's not their fault. They got sued. But there you go. That was Three Little Pigs off the album Cereal Killer, as in breakfast cereal, of course. Of course it is. And fun fact, some of you probably know this as well, but doing the falsetto Not By The Hair of My Chinny Chen Chen vocal, that was Maynard Keenan the lead singer of Tool, and even Danny Carey of Tool, the drummer, plays drums on that entire album, so they were all buddies, and that was before Tool actually made it, so that was their first taste of fame and, you know, success, because of Green Jello. And, like I said, I heard that on New Stuff for an hour, and literally, like, right after it played, it seemed to start spreading, and, like, it just... It played on Z-Rock on a heavy rotation, getting calls for it all the time. And people either loved it or hated it. It was one of those, there's no middle ground on that song. And it just became this big thing. And then after a while, I noticed, oh, wow, the other station is playing this now. Oh, my God, it's on MTV now. And then that was it. It was just huge after that. That's what I like about it. You know, it it definitely felt underground and pirate radio aspects. You know, they would even play the songs with the... They played the explicit lyrics and all that. You didn't get that on other stations. So, yeah, they they have balls. That's what I loved about Z-Rock. Uh, we're going to keep on the fun comedy aspect here. I remember they used to play this song quite a bit, and I loved it. I never knew who it was for the longest time, but then I finally found out. It was a band called Scatterbrain. And go ahead. It's time to start playing at home. Get your pencils or pens out. See if you can name all the riffs that are copped in this song. Here you go. Scatterbrain with Down with the Ship, Slight Return. Sailing on a big ship. Sailing 
That was Scatterbrain with Down With The Ship, Slight Return. That's off their album, Here Comes Trouble. If you like the comedy rock and the late 80s, early 90s hard rock sound, you're going to like that record a lot. You'll probably love it. It's got a lot of fun songs like Don't Call Me Dude, which you might have seen on the Beavis and Butthead show back in the day, and also their cover of Cheech and Chong's Earache My Eye. So, uh... Fun little record. I I recommend going to pick that one up if you can find it out there. And we're not done yet with the uh, fun aspect of the show here tonight. Oh, hopefully it's fun top to bottom for you. But, you know, as far as tongue-in-cheek, good times, you know, lighthearted stuff. Uh, There's a band that I I didn't know too much about. I had to actually go look up their history. And there's really not a lot of history I found about them. But here's a band. They kind of, uh, I guess, if you were going to try to fit them into a genre, you'd still have to spread it out into two different things. Uh, thrash funk, heavy metal punk, heavy metal soul. Uh, Psychofunkopus is the name of the band. Try saying that ten times fast. A uh, band out of California. And uh, they're a multiracial band, which is cool in my book. I mean, they were named after a P-Funk song. you got to love that, or at least half the name is, Funkopus. And Psychofunkopus had a, uh, what I like to call a Z-Rock hit uh, off their second album called Skin. And uh, I used to hear this all the time, too, so I wanted to share this one with you. Here's a good old summertime jam. This one is Surfing on Jupiter.
that was Psychofunkopus with Surfing on Jupiter from their second album, Skin. That album actually has uh, some big players on there. Uh, Bernie Worrell uh, from the, uh, you know, from the P-Funk family is on there, as well as Dick Dale, the king of the surf guitar. I think he might actually be on that track. And uh, Jerry Harrison of the Talking Heads and the Tom Tom Club actually produced that album and played keyboards on it. So there you go. There's some fun facts you may not have known about Psychofunkopus. Uh, after they broke up, uh, about a couple of years after that, 92, 93, uh, they got back together for one reunion show two years ago, and it was for a cancer benefit. So good for you guys. I, I would have loved to have been at that show. I bet that would have been super fun. So here we go. We got two more songs left on the show here tonight. Uh, gonna um, unlighten the mood here a little bit. Uh, this is a a, a very epic, uh, almost overtly dramatic song, but uh, it makes me think of Z-Rock every time I hear it. Uh, this is a pretty cool band. I haven't been able to play them on the show yet. I'm gonna play something by a band called Sabotage, and this was actually the first album where they replaced their lead vocalist with a different guy and they actually had a radio hit afterwards that doesn't happen a lot but sabotage did it they had a new singer zachary stevens they put out this album called edge of thorns back in 1993 so i'm going to play the title track off of that and like i said it never fails every time i hear it i think of z-rock and of course it'll be pretty obvious how tubular bells-esque it is at the very beginning but check it out here you go so I promise you we're not about to watch The Exorcist here, but uh, you'll you'll immediately think of it. So here you go. This is Sabotage with Edge of Thorns. Summer's long ago 
Sabotage with Edge of Thorns 1993. Sabotage has a very, very big and long-winded history about them, so if you feel the urge, go look them up on Wikipedia. 
A lot of stuff going on there. Basically, a lot of you probably know this. Sabotage gave way to Trans-Siberian Orchestra, which is still big and still going on. So uh, there looks like there may be one last big Sabotage show to close out the career for sure. That way it ends on a high note for all the guys involved, as well as the fans, of course. They have a very hardcore fan base, so... Uh, if you never heard them, if you like a uh, hard rock and metal with a little bit, a little bit, just a little bit of a prog twist in there, not too much, but just enough, I think you'd like Sabotage a lot if you've never given them the chance. Um, so there you go, yeah. And for the last song of the show here tonight, even though this is a very well-known band, I've played them before on the show. When I hear this song, I think of Z-Rock every single time. That and Super Nintendo. So. Uh, basically just killing Super Mario World like a billion times over and whatever I was renting that weekend. But this song, I always think of Z-Rock. And it's not like the most popular song by him either, but it's a super cool song. Uh, a song that was a... Uh, this is a song by the Scorpions. This is off their album Crazy World, and I remember it being in the movie Free Jack also which you can still catch every five minutes on, like, the movie channel or HBO or something. So there you go. Uh, Free Jack is like the Boston debut album of pay channels. You just It's on every day, and you take it for granted. But if you want to watch uh, Mick Jagger play a rogue killer, then uh, there you go. You're in, for a, you're in for a treat. But all that aside, closing the show here tonight, this is the mighty, mighty, mighty... Band from Germany, the Scorpions, with Hit Between the Eyes. Turn this one up really loud.
All right, closing the show off here tonight. That was the Scorpions with Hit Between the Eyes. Uh, that put me in a big Scorpions mood now, so I think I'm going to go watch uh, that new Scorpions Blu-ray of their uh, latest tour. So good. I think I'm going to go do that right now, so I'm going to say goodbye for now. I hope you enjoyed this hour-long tribute to the late, great Z-Rock radio station based out of Dallas. I know there's actually a few out there called Z-Rock, but, uh, you know, no disrespect, but it's not the same thing. So, that's it. I hope you really liked it. I hope you, if you were an old fan of Z-Rock, I hope I did it justice for you. And if you never heard of it before, I still hope you had a great time. And uh, any of you guys, hey, any former Z-Rock DJs, hit me up. Uh, let me know what you thought of it. You know, wow, would that be something if you actually uh, heard this episode. But anyway, till then, go to cnjradio.com where you can send an email to me requesting your show themes. Love to hear those. Feedback, what you loved, what you didn't love, and uh, just anything you want to talk about. I'm, I'm all over the place. There's links on CNJ Radio to the Facebook and the iTunes feed and the Twitter it's all there. Go check it out. Once again, subscribe on iTunes. Leave the review. Thank you so very much, everybody, for tuning into the show here. We'll be back. Until then, have fun. Yeah! Give the radio. Give the radio.